<laughs> but, I got I got bags under my eyes, <laughs> and those bags have bags under my eyes. So <laughs> I'm double bagging it over here. <laughs> double bagging it. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And on today's show, Comic Con has season has officially started. Mm-hmm. All right, been to one. Actually, I think I've been to two. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Feige comes out to see if he can find Marvel Shadow, kind of like the oh, Groundhog. Okay. <laughs> All right. He does this when movies are coming out. That's what he does. Uh, Fox gives us some hot release dates, Mike. Yes, I've, I've heard. I've, I've heard. Okay, great, and more. So yes. This is. We... I feel like this is going to be a, a bit of a, a chill podcast on our end, mainly because. Uh, the sun has already set in your part of the country. Uh, mine is currently on its way down, and you are coming off of an extremely long weekend, yes. but a chock full of everything we love to talk about on this show. So it definitely dovetails into podcasting at the end of your week pretty well. Yeah, it does. So uh, as, as most people know, I, I got to go to C2E2 this weekend and um, kind of roam the floor, talk to people, make some connections. Um First and foremost, uh, shout out to people who who talked with me and took the, took the the uh, superhero slate and comic UI cards and comics we gave out. And if you're listening for the first time, I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. So, I, I it's fun. We like giving stuff out. So we got rid of a lot of stuff and hope you guys like what you got. Um, couldn't find out a lot of the artists and writers for those books I was giving out were there, Mike. So oh sweet, you should so, be like, hey, do you want a copy of your own issue? I don't know if you have enough. Yeah, we have our we have we do a podcast on the back. Uh, so <laughs> this one cool. comes with an limited edition labeled sticker. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, it's it's just, they're just they're just mailing labels, Mike. I'm not I'm not gonna polish this up any more than it was. <laughs> so to, so to the layman uh, like myself who hasn't been to any conventions out there in the Midwest, uh, C2E2 is basically like the Comic Con of Chicago, right? Yeah, it's the Midwestern one. Um, I think it's the fifth or sixth largest in the nation. Um, mm. But it is essentially the one you want to go to if you don't want to deal with all just the lines of the regular like San Diego or New York comic cons. Mm-hmm. Um, very chill, very relaxed. Um, a lot of comic book artists and, and writers are there. And some big people. This year they had both Frank Miller and Stan Lee there at the same time. Yeah, I mean, um, what what more could you ask for? I mean, it's, a, a, a picture with Stan Lee, which I, which I got. <laughs> yes, you got that. Was awesome. Yes, uh, but I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry to cut you off there, but I mean, it's it, it, there's a lot going on there. A lot of vendors, a lot of uh, a lot of people. Books. I, I got a ride up with my uh, friend uh, down here who lives near me, Jeremy. He stayed with us all three days, and it was his first Comic Con, and he was able to fill in most of his missing comic books that he was looking for for two to five dollars. A piece. Yeah, that's so. that's nice, and for like the cynical folks out there too, who like I I hear people every year who are just like, oh, San Diego Comic Con's too mainstream now. It's not about the comic books anymore, and it's just like, well, it is. You just have to look for them because the convention mm-hmm. floor is huge. But if you if you are that kind of cynical type, it sounds like Chicago Comic Con is kind of where you go to get the pure like just comic con experience. So that's really cool. 
Yeah, it, it, there was a lot going on. It was it was a, a good time. A lot of people there. Like I said, uh, I really came for to get my picture with Stanley this year, which I was really excited for. And uh, I also got him this autograph, my Fantastic Four uh, 45, which is the first nice. appearance of the Inhumans and mm-hmm. Black Bolt. So uh, really, really excited to, to get that and, and get that done. I was a lot of line waiting that first day. Like that, fr- that th- Friday is honestly the best day to get all your stuff signed and done because most people don't take work off on Friday mm-hmm. um, to go to the con. So if you're ever thinking about a con and you're like, should I go Friday or, or just Saturday? Take the Friday. Mm-hmm. Do the Friday How- and save yourself the pain. So you had a uh, you had first person uh, shared oxygen with Stanley basically. How how is he doing, man? I mean, I always feel really nervous, you know, when I see Stanley in the news because I, I just I always hope it's good news when I see Stanley's picture show up in my timeline. So I mean, is it it's like is he doing good? I mean, was he was he scrappy? Well, you know, you know, from what I could tell, I, he his senses are failing him in his old age, uh, but you know, you you couldn't tell by looking at him. Uh, yeah. I mean, someone had to point on the books to show him where to sign, and they had him propped up. Probably, I mean, hopefully not weakened at Bernie style for for the photos. Oh God, no! I hope not. But like on the panel that with him with Frank Miller, they were at like they, they had to you know repeat the questions to him a couple times because he couldn't hear. And but I mean, uh, you know, I, other than that, you know, you you couldn't tell that he was you know ninety four yeah. coming on ninety five years old. I mean, I would reach the assumption that this man is entirely successful, has no need to go to these conventions for money. Like you kind of see some of the the washed up people, you know, signing autographs for money at smaller booths do. You know, he could easily just retire and like just everyone would be totally fine with him. I mean, he's given us all like amazing things. So I think the fact that he's still going out at 94, 95 means he still genuinely likes it. It doesn't seem like he's doing it against his will. I think he's just like, no, goddamn it, I'm going to hire you young people to carry me around these conventions because I like it. So that's cool, man. I'm, I'm glad he's he's still getting out there because, I mean, like, even for a young person, that's a lot of work to be out on the floor all day signing people's autographs. Oh, it was a lot for me just to wait in lines uh, for him. I mean, we had some a lot of line waiting, but you meet a lot of cool people in line, Mike, and, and I think that's half the experience of Comic-Con, meeting the people there who had the same, you know, uh, passions and, and desires. The guy behind me, um, him and his girlfriend, um, they... I can't think of their names right now because it's been a long day, but uh, they took cards and I gave them some free stuff. And they, he was actually getting his uh, Black Panther number one signed. Uh, Ooh, nice. Or, it was not Black Panther. The first appearance of Black Panther, which is Fantastic Four number 52. So we, I got to see both our old Fantastic Four issues go under Stanley uh, together. So, <laughs> Man, all of these first appearances show up in these Fantastic Four issues and it's the one property Marvel doesn't have. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they don't even print a book of it right now. So it, it's definitely... Interesting. Um, I did go to a panel that might interest you, Mike. It was um, copyrights for comic book artists, like copyright law and how to make sure oh. you, you get like deal contracts with these agencies and how, how that works out. Don't get your shit stolen. Don't get it stolen and make sure you know what you're doing when you create something for someone, mm-hmm. pretty much. What do they own? What do you own? Uh, I thought it was really cool. Uh, it was actually hosted... Or not hosted, but it was my friend Victor Dandridge of Vantage In-House Productions. He was had an artist table set up, and he was at that panel. And I know, Victor, I hope you're listening. Uh, it was really great to see you hang out. He had a table beside, I believe it was uh, Run or, or DMC from Run DNC. I, I don't know which uh, one. Cool. I want to say DMC, but I'm, I'm probably very wrong uh, right now. So uh, it was cool to see all the fluff. I only bought two pop vinyls. Only two. <laughs> wow, you you really uh, you really uh, subdued yourself there, buddy. God, those prices were horrible on those. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, and then some trades I was missing, some hardcovers, and uh, had a good time. Saw a lot of good people I was I hadn't seen in a while. And, you know, I, I, C2E2 is my favorite one. I might be able to, you know, go to San Diego for the experience, but I think C2E2 will always have a... A special place in my heart. Yeah, that, that's kind of like your your uh, your hometown. Not really hometown, but it, you know, it's your kind of your home range. Uh, your Comic Con. Yeah, I I would. I don't think I would even suggest San Diego Comic Con for somebody every single year if they kind of didn't live kind of in the area. But it's definitely uh, you have to do it at least once in your lifetime. So uh, maybe every other year. I don't know. I really like it. <laughs> but yeah, if you're close enough. But yeah, it sounds like you had an awesome weekend, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I, it was a great time. Uh, glad to be back, uh, rested up here, and um, you know, talk about the news because news, despite me going to conventions, the news does not stop whatsoever. Yes, exactly. And like we always say at the end of every podcast, uh, we are here every single week, even when Chris is uh, churning through uh, Chicago traffic to bring us back the latest and greatest news. Yes. So uh, other than that, um, some of the stuff might have come up at C2E2, and we'll, we'll talk about that if it does. But I'm, I'm ready to jump into this. We got well, we got good stuff going on. Let, let's do it, man. All right. So first and foremost, to me, and probably to you, one of the biggest things this week was the final release of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 soundtrack. Yes. The Awesome Mix Volume 2. And it hit us out of nowhere. And um, it, it made me realize we're only two weeks away from this, this movie. But... Um, we got we got to do that. I have a Spotify playlist already made up for people. They can go to the show notes, yeah. click it, and just listen to it. I mean, I know I've I've followed. Uh, I mean, the best part about a, a track list released for a soundtrack is up until even like the last second, there was only one song missing from this custom playlist because they're all pre-existing songs. So even they dropped their original song and that's added on there. So yeah, we got the whole soundtrack basically curated from random Spotify tracks. Uh, so yeah, it's the full soundtrack. So you don't have to you know wait for that drop. But I'm sure some people want to complete their collections of the soundtrack. But yeah, I gave it a good listen when it dropped. Um, it, I don't quite find it as, I guess, poppy as the first volume was for the first movie. I feel like I kind of vibe with those songs a little bit more. Uh, I think these songs are definitely great. I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. Uh, they seem to kind of have these uh, this family vibe to all the songs. There seem to be mm-hmm. lyrics that talk about family or togetherness, with, which totally fits the vibe of kind of this movie coming up. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I think the... The uh, uh, the song Fox on the Run, I think that's kind of their kind of headline title song. You've heard it in the trailers. That's probably my fa- favorite one uh, from from the album. But yeah, it, it's definitely a, a good listen. You're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna regret sitting down with it. Yeah, it's it's great background noise. Uh, I, we listened to it on the way home today, actually. Uh, I mean, and Jeremy the ride, and he's like, you know, he's like, I know a lot of these songs, but he's like, I, you know, they're kind of. I don't know if they're big names. Or not. I hadn't heard a lot of these uh, myself, so I was kind of excited to. I think I'd heard them, but I didn't know the names of them. That might have been mm-hmm. been where it was. Uh, but I definitely enjoy, you know, again, Fox on the Run, The Chain by Fleetwood Mac, songs we already knew. But I find myself uh, enjoying Southern Nights uh, by Glenn Campbell and the Wham Bam Shangalang by Silver, mm-hmm. and it might just yeah. be because of the title. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a prediction that I, I think it would be kind of awkward if if uh, Star Lord ends up finding another 
awesome mix, like a third one. It's just like, okay, you can't just keep finding these for every movie. I think, you know, the Guardians will end up, you know, going back to Earth for uh, these next Avengers movies. So by the time the third Guardians of the Galaxy comes up, I think either um, uh, Peter Quill will either pick up a mix, like maybe at a convenience store or something like that. Maybe you'll see like a bin of old cassettes and he'll grab one oh, and that's how he'll get his next one. I got or it. Maybe, or, I got or it. maybe have even an Iron Fist iPod. <laughs> that would be that what would about be that hilarious. iron fist ipod that would be hilarious yeah, so, or sorry, sorry. maybe maybe if they wanted to tie it in maybe more to his character maybe he goes back maybe he swings by his parents house one more time before he leaves earth and maybe there's another mix there that would make a little bit more sense but i have a feeling maybe that they're gonna incorporate maybe some more modern music i mean not modern but they might just shift it a decade you know these are mainly 70 songs maybe we'll get like later 80 songs maybe a little bit of like grunge rock or something but i think they, they might mix it up but i do like how all these movies revolve around kind of like a soundtrack it kind of gives it a little bit of a core heart that you kind of get to enjoy outside of just watching the movie you know do you, now do you not think maybe his dad might give him a soundtrack oh chris i did not think about that that's a good idea <laughs> because he's like you know i was on earth at the same time your mom was so it could stay in that same era oh uh, yeah and then his dad and then his dad probably has a totally different taste in music and that's maybe yeah. that's how you bring in a different vibe that's i like that idea you know that that that's why we do this together yeah yeah so i think there's a lot of options I, again i wouldn't mind some modern music that they pick up um Maybe uh, you know Tony Stark makes him a soundtrack, or, or Captain America <laughs> did listen to have a have a, a list of music on his notepad in the Winter Soldier. He could pass along. Yeah, that's he'd true. be like, "Hey, this is stuff I picked up on Earth while I was gone. You might you might need them." Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of deal. So um, I, yeah, who knows? But I mean, I like the soundtrack. It's great. You can click on our show notes, find it in Spotify, and you know, cue it up and listen for the next two weeks to get you through get you <laughs> through the workday. Yeah, man. Uh, another bit of news: their post credit scenes have been confirmed for this movie, Mike. So if if you're thinking about whether you should leave or not, never leave a Marvel movie. Uh, but they have post-credit scenes. Now, do you? How many do you think they have? Most of them recently have had two. Do you think it has one or two? Well, I, actually, Chris, <laughs> I think I know for a fact. It's I think it's five, isn't it? Five post-credit scenes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So three of those are kind of goofy ones that have nothing to do with it, and the other mm-hmm. two set up future uh, Marvel installments. So. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of had a feeling like that was a big splashy headline that people put up all over the internet uh, last week, and I didn't really necessarily follow for it because I just figured like they're probably just being really loose with their term of post credit scene. I think yeah, they'll probably have like small little vignettes like the baby Groot dancing in his pot. Th- you know, that my, was kind of a post credit scene, but not really. You know, yeah, my my guess is like there's a bunch of dancing, like dancing yeah. scenes going on. Like it, oh, yeah. we're all dancing to to the music we're listening to. Which yeah, is, or it might even be those things where like the credits roll on the right hand side, and you get a little bit of an inset video on the left hand side, something like that. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing like nothing like the end of, uh, I think it was Civil War when he puts his hand. Uh, we get Thanos with the gauntlet. Uh-huh. So. so should we should we take bets? What what movie do you think they're setting up? Do you think they're going to skip? Uh, right ahead and show us maybe some Avengers footage uh, since they're you know technically they've been filming it, or do you think we're going to be getting uh, Thor stuff? So, um, I, I, I always say that they're, they always put two movies ahead at the end of the credits. Um, so they're going to skip Spider-Man for sure. Cause that has nothing to do with, with this, uh, franchise. So I think it's going to go right to Thor because it has to deal with cosmic stuff. Uh, we might, uh, my guess is we might see Jeff Goldblum and maybe how, th- uh, the Hulk is kind of brought into that realm. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe a little scene from that. What do you think? See, I, I would think maybe since this movie is like, 
it's going to be huge. I mean, the first Guardians did so well. The second one is going to be even bigger because everybody in this movie is like a huge star. You got Kurt Russell. Even like James Gunn is basically becoming like pretty famous just with his social presence. So I think they're going to use all of this uh, kind of fanfare to maybe pump up Black Panther coming in February. Well, just because, like, we, we have seen Black Panther in Civil War and he was a badass, but I think people are just still really unfamiliar unfamiliar with him on his own. So I think maybe we, we could get some of that. But I don't know. I, there's so many things that could contradict it because it's like, well, we did kind of see a post-credit scene in Civil War of Wakanda. and But at the same time, it's like, I feel like, you know, we're already ready and raring to go for Thor. So I actually wouldn't be surprised if they just jumped right ahead to some Avenger-style stuff. Well, see, the only thing is that there's always one that sets up the next movie in that franchise, mm-hmm. um, such as a Civil War had uh, the the Black Panther connection because if Bucky's there, that's kind of like a spiritual successor. Uh, uh-huh. Black Panther will be, and then I think um, there's always one setting up something two movies or ahead or so, and that's where I think it's going to be one. Of, the first one is going to be setting up Guardians three, possibly or or Infinity War, whichever one they want to say is next, um. And then the the next one will be setting up uh, the the very very last one will be setting up uh, Thor to me at least. Yeah. So I'm taking my bets now. Mine's on Thor and Infinity War. So Infinity War first slash Guardians three, whichever one they want to say technically is quote unquote next, and then uh, Thor. So yeah, but I mean, since we're talking about the next uh, Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy movie, I think we have some news on that. Yeah. So I only mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy three because James Gunn has gone on record to confirm he is returning to write and direct the third film in this, um, yeah. which is the first time this happened for Marvel. We've never had someone stick through all three. Yeah, a trio. I think that's really cool. Uh, he's kind of really made these characters his own, and I think that's kind of cool that he wants to stick with them. I mean, usually they kind of split these directors off to do uh, different titles, so I wonder if maybe James Gunn is going to call it quits with Marvel, maybe after he does a Three Guardians movies. I don't know. Maybe he'll be tapped for, like, a Spider-Man, or mm-hmm. I-, I don't know. Maybe they'll be like, hey, Sony, you know, we, we, we don't trust you. We're going to send over one of our guys uh, to fix anything that you're breaking over there, so... Uh, um, I, yeah, that's cool that he's sticking with it. You know, uh, it's going to be his own vision. Uh, the only only reason I'm crossing my fingers right now, Chris, is because the last time we had this, it was with Christopher Nolan, and I did not really uh, like that last Batman movie. So um, let's hope it doesn't go that way. But yeah, I, I have I have I have high hopes for James. I think I think he he likes working with Marvel a little more. Um, and someone made this comparison the other day, and, and I don't mean it badly at all. I actually mean it highest praise. James Gunn is kind of like the the George Lucas for Marvel uh, because he's had creative control to create the entire cosmic universe outside of Earth uh, in his own hands. And he gets to build those characters and those uh, creatures and, and how everything kind of flows. And, uh, you know, George Lucas built a whole, you know, Star Wars universe out there. So I think James can do that. That's really cool that he gets to do that and be that one person in charge. Yeah, you know? I, yeah I didn't I didn't think of that. So, um, yeah, I kind of hope uh, I kind of like to imagine him almost riding off into the sunset after his third uh, Guardians mm-hmm. movie, because, I mean, creatively, I think when when you're a director, I, I would feel like maybe you'd kind of want to break things up a little bit. I think he did that movie, The Belko Experiment, kind of between. Yes. Uh, the Guardians, the one and two, so maybe that kind of helps him to kind of do these indie stuff, since he's kind of like an indie guy at heart uh, from the beginning. So, but yeah, this is cool. This is all this is all good news. Yeah, and he did mention, I guess, at the end, uh, if there is a fourth one, it will have a different roster. So by the end of Guardians three, something might happen 
to people. I don't know. They may they may ride off into the sunset and have to start with some new characters for Guardians. Uh, in the comic books, the original Guardians of the Galaxy were actually none of the current Guardians. So um, yeah, it could it, anything could happen, and and the cosmic world is you know his uh um it's in the palm of his hand. So yeah, if something I'll, does happen, I'll, it'll be cool. I'll, I want I want me some Nova, man. Yeah. Do you do you want you some Nova, Mike? We'll get mm-hmm. you some. Nova. We'll get you some Nova somewhere. Well, I'll, I'll make some calls for us. Thanks. So that's okay. But speaking of Guardians and, and and their iterations, I've actually picked up the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale game, and was able to play through the first episode this week. Actually, in between nice. everything else going on, and I've got to say, for my first Telltale game, um, I'm not used to like I could sit and watch this. I. I I but you have to have the controller because you have to make decisions in like a timely manner, like normal conversation, mm-hmm. uh, and some quick time events. Uh, but I would I'd, I'd sit and watch it, and I, it's really fun. I, I, cool. I really enjoy it. The story is interesting so far in the first chapter. I think the worst part about it is it uses a mixture of the comic book versions of the characters and the movie versions of the characters because it doesn't exist in either one, so it's very confusing. So so you, you kind of don't really know where to where to kind of set your vibe. You're, yeah. you're like, oh, am, I, am I leaning more towards the attitudes of the movies or the comic books? And you're kind of a person who falls kind of in between there pretty good. So, Yeah, I, I missed – it made me realize I missed the Australian uh, accent Rocket Raccoon from Earth's Mightiest Heroes. So, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's whatever. They got good voice actors, and, and it's, it's a fun time, and, and uh, it's fun to play. So um, if you want to get – it's actually out on uh, iOS devices. I didn't know that. So Yeah, I, th- I think I saw that. I was looking at my app store the other day, and I was like – I guess that's kind of cool when you go with kind of a game style that doesn't rely heavily on like the highest tier graphics and the gameplay is relatively simple. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it sounds like anybody can pick it up. That's cool. Yes, yeah. So uh, I would recommend it five bucks for the first one if you like it, 20 bucks to play all of them. So uh, it sounds not horrible. So there we go. That's my take on it. But also in the cosmic thing, one of the biggest Marvel characters uh, coming up has been created in the cosmos, and that's Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel got we got a bunch of info dropped on Captain Marvel on us. This is one of those again, Guardians is coming out, Kevin Feige comes out of his hole, gives us a bunch of information for the winner, and then goes back into the next movie. Um, but we got information that Captain Marvel has hired directors, Ryan Bowden and Anna Fleck, a double team of directors to direct this movie. Yeah, which really makes me wonder, whatever happened to that random rumor we had a while ago where like the, the, the main actress of Captain Marvel was either like rhymed or shared a similar name with the director then it ended mm-hmm. up being two directors. So apparently that rumor, I don't know if that ever well, <laughs> filled out. So that's I mean, kind of funny that like it went so far off that we have two directors now. Well, it, it, yeah, it's definitely like they definitely – whoever was estimated at that point in time has obviously changed. Uh, <laughs> but they are more indie directors. Um uh, they they did I believe the movie Half Nelson and Mississippi Grind, which I'm o- I'm only familiar with Half Nelson because I believe it's Ryan Gosling film, mm-hmm. um, and Anthony Mackie was in it uh, who plays Falcon. So uh, they have these double directors who who are doing Captain Marvel, uh, which is written by Meg LaFalvre. I don't know how to say this. Uh, <laughs> who did who wrote is known for Pixar's Inside Out, which I really love. I like that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Nicole Perlman, who worked on the first draft of Guardians of the Galaxy, she's a co-writer with James Gunn on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, also- so I mean the the writing the writing team sounds awesome. There, I was a little I was a little nervous about the directors mainly because I didn't know who they were. Not not the biggest deal in the world, but you know you got to go look them up. Then you kind of scroll through their history, and then you see movies that you're not too familiar with. 
And then when you kind of look at the movies, you're like, oh, well, they got kind of this indie drama vibe. And then I just kind of start speculating right from there, which is probably totally wrong and not justifiable. But I just kind of think like, oh, I think the last time I kind of saw this this indie director uh, flagged with a big budget for a movie, I, you know, it just makes me think of Mark Webb with The Amazing Spider-Man, which makes me a little nervous. But then that's Sony, so that's a whole different thing. So basically mm-hmm. my mind is just swirling around these directors. You know, usually I'm a little bit calmer when they just tap some horror movie the director because that usually seems to work out for these big blockbuster movies but you know i i think i still have high hopes just mainly because we can trust marvel for the most part when it comes to their casting they're always good at picking up talent they have some sort of sixth sense over there <laughs> yeah again it's, it's they have taken that i guess the marvel method i mean has always been hire someone who's not known for a whole lot and let them kind of do their thing and they have a support uh-huh. network in place because i mean look at john favreau he did elf before he did iron man yeah. Um, I mean, Russo brothers had only done community episodes and some other random TV stuff yeah. before. And J- James Gunn, he did kind of some comedy short type of things. So, and, but all, all of those examples, there kind of lean a little bit more into like the, the comedy funny realm. And I, I, don't, I haven't seen half Nelson or Mississippi grind, but I don't know if there's any sort of comedy involved in there. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know either, but I mean, the, the, they got John Watts to do Spider-Man homecoming. And he he was known for doing a Cop Car, which was a drama or a thriller drama movie, and I believe he did a movie called Clown, which is a horror film kind of. Yeah, stuff. but so, also that kind of feeds into my disdain of Sony. So who yeah. knows who made that decision on Homecoming? Mike, Mike is playing this game called Jump to Conclusions, and it didn't work <laughs> out else, very well. What else am I supposed to do? I'm on a podcast. I'm just yeah. gonna I'm just gonna start swinging wildly until maybe something connects. Yeah. Well. Well. Hopefully, I feel I feel good about this. Um, Marvel's taking their time. They're not rushing it, uh, and, and I give them a benefit of that. And you know how I know they're not rushing it, Mike. Because filming doesn't start till February of next year after most of their other movies have wrapped up. Um, yeah. So they're not trying to get it done right now while Infinity War is going on. And uh, I think Black Panther and I think that's it right now. Maybe Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's, 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 that's the next topic here. But um, mm-hmm. there's a Marvel open house at their uh, office in, I think, in New York this year or this past week. And someone they had concept art of Captain Marvel's suit with uh, Brie Larson in it. Oh, and, cool! And if you look at the uh, newest Captain Marvel with from Kelly Sue DeConnick's comic run, it looks uh-huh. exactly like that, uh, with more muted yellows, um, and and that's it. So if you've seen that, you pretty much seen the costume. It looks like. So. Oh, cool! That that's awesome. Uh, I think Captain Marvel is just going to be really awesome on screen. I'm really looking forward to uh, Brie Larson kicking some butt. Uh, she, I don't know. Uh, she just seems to have a, a smaller stature when I think of her as an actor. So I, I just hope when she puts on a uniform and she's next to all these big, these big heroes, she looks just as deadly. Well, if they can make Tom Cruise look taller than five foot, yeah, they can do this. They'll be fine. <laughs> They'll be fine. So yeah, I'm really excited for that as well. Uh, Captain Marvel, high, high on the hope list. Uh, especially since we have to wait until 2019 for. Her. So uh, really, mm-hmm. really knocking one of that. Uh, speaking of Ant-Man and the Wasp, this open house thing kind of uh, opened up a lot of doors for people, and uh, they have new costumes for the upcoming film in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, even newer than Civil War. Like, the Civil War costume is not the newest one we'll see in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also showed some concept art of stuff, 
at this open house, including giant-sized versions of small things and shrunken versions of large things. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a water truck. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah one exa- the, that's one of the best lines from Exactly. <laughs> so in the first Ant-Man, they kind of played it safe with what they did. Uh, like, okay, the tank was, like, shrunken and enlarged, but that was about it, you know. They didn't mess too much with size stuff. And then Civil War opened it up a little more with the little pellets. And now um, I think they're going to, like... Um, have like kind of car chases maybe in between grass like honey I shrunk the kids size stuff and mm-hmm. uh, maybe like enlarged things of like smaller versions like that so yeah I, I'm excited yeah, the to see giant, what they do with it the giant cat is out of the bag so giant man is out there so I'm curious to see uh, what they're going to do with that I mean they kind of hinted that you know when he comes out of giant man he needs like some orange slices or you know some food so i think that's going to be pretty strenuous on him so it'd be kind of funny to see him just like diving into a mountain of whoppers or something or whoever <laughs> wants to co-sponsor this movie <laughs> yeah yeah who knows i mean i i go to i go to burger king to get some ant-man toys in my happy meal that's for sure <laughs> so yeah ant-man and the wasp new costumes coming uh they say the wasp uh has a different one than we saw even at the end of the first film so um I'm excited to see what that turns out. I, I'm yeah. really looking forward to that movie more so than I thought I would be. So yeah, I really want to see the Wasp because uh, I forget the the actor who uh, who played uh, Evangeline Lilly. Who played yeah, uh, she was she was badass in that movie. I like kind of like how hard ass she was. So I, I want to see her just like kick some ass. Yeah, the the straight man uh, to, to Paul Rudd's crazy uh, sil- silly yeah, man wild card. So to that you talked about Black Panther earlier in the show, and they got some footage, some raw footage, no. Um, effects or, or edits done to it while they were there. And the footage descriptions includes a very like big coronation ceremony for T'Challa after you know becoming king of Wakanda. Um, nice. We didn't get to see that in uh, Civil War, but uh, they talk about you know how the jungles there, there's jungle fight scenes. Um, they're really hitting home this uh, Wakanda vibe. Um, yeah, I mean that a city. I mean that's one of the questions I've had from all of the kind of uh, footage, not footage, but you know, shots we've had from set. We've like, the only thing we've seen him on is like a random car. And it seems to be in like either Korea or Chinatown or some sort of like Asian signage in the background. Uh, But the, the license plates seem American. So I don't know if that's just, uh, leftover from filming, but I'm just kind of curious if is this like a globe trotting movie. Uh, I would kind of like it to stay in the jungle. I like the idea of a superhero movie in the jungle. Like my favorite, like it was funny. I was always really enjoyed it when a comic book would end up going to like the Savage Lands or something because it was funny seeing these heroes kind of dropped in the middle of the jungle. It was always interesting to see what, how they would deal with like something like a dinosaur or a big animal or something like that, you know, out out of the city. So I'd love to see stuff like that in this movie. And if it, if there's going to be jungle fight scenes. I'm down for that. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited to see that. And um, you know how uh, the Black Panther has his um, entourage of, of uh, guards as well, doing some of the fighting. So I'm. I'm I want to see some. I want to see Black Panther. I want to see more of it. It comes out in February of next year. Um, it, it's gonna might show up at something we're gonna talk about here in a second, Mike. But first, uh, biggest talk of the convention hall. Something I kept asking a lot of people, artists. And, and convention goers like is the Thor Ragnarok trailer, right? I'm still reeling uh-huh. from this, loving it. Um, they revealed that some Planet Hulk characters from the comic will be integral in the film. Oh, cool! So, um, one of the per- people to introduce Thor to the fighting realm is Korg, um, which is a big rock monster man, uh, the same one that we saw in the, the Dark World, that same creature. 
mm-hmm. that he smashed the bits. And it will actually be played a uh, motion captured voice by the director, Taika Watiti himself. <laughs> so that's hilarious. I, I I wasn't surprised just because, you know, the the one film that people know him from out of the shadows, he you know, he was in that movie, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think he likes to put himself in his movies. Nothing's wrong with that. So as long as he's not playing like Thor, he doesn't have some sort of complex like that. So that's cool that he's just like, I'm gonna be that big rock monster. Yeah. So yeah, he gets to play that and do that. And then um another character, Meek, I, I believe he looks like some sort of insectoid creature from the comics. They said they re reimagined him here. Um he's one of Hulk's warbound uh friends. Uh it, it shows up as well. So uh they are really incorporating a lot more Planet Hulk vibes into this than I thought they would. But more towards Planet Thor is what I would call it. So. Yeah. Well, it's the only real logical way to kind of get a Planet Hulk movie. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a whole other legal side of if they're ever really going to be able to make a standalone Hulk movie. I think what without Columbia Pictures kind of getting in Universal. the way. Universal. Oh, Universal, yeah. So it makes sense, like, oh, we're going to get this Planet Hulk movie, but we're going to make it a Thor movie, and that that way we can kind of split up the screen time because, you know, I, I don't know I don't know if Hulk really ever can, like, hold down a movie on his own almost. You know, the other past movie he had with the Edward Norton, it, it was decent, but it's just I don't think Hulk has, like, a, a decent enough rogues gallery to kind of just go through and knock out movies. You know, uh, Marvel's lucky where they can kind of dovetail in and, you know, hey, make a Spider-Man movie, pepper a little Iron Man in there, you know know make a captain america movie pepper and literally everybody will call it civil war so uh, i i like that they found a way to do planet hulk yeah logically exactly and again most of the marvel characters work better in team-ups anyway not just hulk but many of them that that you know struggle to tell a story by themselves you know winter soldier does great because it's a black it's, it's a captain america slash black widow movie uh, yeah, with some I mean, Falcon, so yeah, I mean, think about it on average. If you're just kind of reading any comic book out there, like how many issues do you read until some character that pre-existed pops up in an issue? You know that always happens. So it's always happened in the comic book. So it's awesome that it always happens in the movies. Yeah, exactly, and and the, we get better movies from it. So uh, I'm all for mm-hmm. that. So uh, Planet Thor, I mean Thor Ragnarok, uh, will uh, comes out this November, and we'll keep you posted on that. And we're probably going to get a lot of footage of both Thor and Black Panther and more at San Diego Comic-Con this year. Yes. Marvel confirms. Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Exactly. Sorry. Comic-Con. <laughs> You're fine. Marvel confirmed they're going to Hall H. So yeah. they're not, they're, we're not, we don't have to guess this year. They're going. They're bringing it. They're showing, they're showing up, boy. Um, at that point in the year, Spider-Man Homecoming will be in the rearview mirror, buddy. So mm-hmm. anything afterwards is fair game. Uh, they can yeah. they can drop a lot on us uh, out of nowhere. So yeah, I, I have a strong feeling that it'll definitely be something Black Panther because that'll be kind of the next big movie that doesn't really have any sort of press. You know, I think everybody's already hyped for Ragnarok. We had the first official trailer. I don't think there's a whole lot left to reveal, but they'll probably do what they always do in their Hall H's. You know, they kind of split it. They split up their panel into different sections. So they'll probably do like a Spider-Man section, bring out the whole cast for about a half hour or something like that, maybe 20 minutes. Then they'll do the Thor Ragnarok c- cast. Do you, do, you think they'll they'll, probably, do you think they'll bring out Spider-Man after the movie's done, though, out in theaters? Oh, yeah. I guess if the movie's already done, they probably wouldn't then. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I guess they would just go right to Hulk, and then maybe they'll bring out 
I, they'll probably bring out Black Panther in the middle, and that'll hype everybody up because oh, it's the next movie, T'Challa. That's awesome. Chadwick Boseman, we love him. And then they'll be like, well, hey, we saw some Black Panther footage, but there's still like a half an hour left in this panel. What are we gonna do now? And then they'll probably bring out I don't know, like Chris Pratt or something like that. And then whatever, like Robert Downey Jr. is whoever they got back behind that curtain. And then I'm I would assume that there's gonna be some Infinity War footage at this yeah. Comic-Con and that's the footage like we'll never see. Like somebody might get like a really shaky camera or you might just get the audio of it or, or maybe there'll be like a storyboard artist that was like in the Ant-Man panel and then he'll they'll like storyboard what they remember seeing or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll get a little bit of that mystery and that's kind of what makes Comic-Con fun is you hear about it but you never got to see it. Yeah, so I, I, I definitely think that Infinity War will be the big thing uh, there, and um, maybe maybe even some concept art for Ant Man and the Wasp just to throw it in there, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe even Captain Marvel concept art just to be like, you know what, here you go, because uh, she'll probably show up in Infinity War if I was a big yeah. Man. Well, yeah, I mean it's hard not to believe because we're getting Infinity War next year in May, mm-hmm. so this is going to be the only Comic Con. Yep. that you know you're going to be able to get it in so it's going to be fun i can't wait for july it's going to be great it's going to be huge that 24 hours i guess more like four hours after that happens i scour the internet pulling all these videos <laughs> that i can in case they pop up so Smart. um really excited for that so hall h this year mike you're gonna make it to hall h Dude, but, I think about it every year until I see the line, and I'll just like, uh, Chris will Chris will tell me what I need to know. I'm just gonna go walk the show floor and buy some cool shit. You should <laughs> you should probably go get in line now for it, uh, just <laughs> yeah. to make sure you get there. So yeah, I, that's I just need up. to bring bring some extra money, maybe bribe the people that are in front of the line. I know, but we're not done with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Mike. I got two more bits of news in there for it uh, to mm-hmm. to hit off with. Kevin Feige came out talked about it. He says the Avengers movies are no longer filming back to back. Because the logistics were just a nightmare, um, so they want like you know we want to focus and make sure we get everything good with the first one first and then the second one. So as soon as it's done filming, the second one goes into production. So um, I actually you know I, I agree with that uh, idea and method and hope that it leaves them enough time to edit uh, the first <laughs> movie by the time it needs to come out next May. So um, my assumption is they're, they're looking at dailies uh, again every day because it's in the word and you know, kind of working on it as they go. But uh, it's, it's going to be a rough job for the Russo brothers this year to, to get them both done and out and, and, and give us the quality we deserve. Well, it's a good thing we got two of them. That's right. <laughs> we got two Conquer. directors, two movies. Divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. One, one, one movie for each brother. Let's go with that way. Yeah. Um, so that's happening. And then post-Avengers 4, uh, the title, it's still spoilery, we've heard. Um, we don't know what it is. Uh, they may not be called phases anymore, Mike, is what he said. Um, oh, huh. and I, again, they are also going to keep the release schedule tighter to their chest because of a how everything changes, and b they probably don't want us to know who lives or dies in the upcoming films. Yeah, I mean that was, I mean that's been my wish for how long? I think I bring that up every other episode where it's it's double edged sword. I love hearing all of their plans ahead of time because you get to you get to have all this wonderment of oh all these all these next couple of years are going to be so great. I mean it's the same reason why you can go to our our uh, upcoming releases page on our website and you can see when all these movies are coming out. But at the same time, it's kind of fun not knowing because like I'm really starting to lean towards. I think they're going to keep Bucky in that tube in Wakanda for a couple years and then when Steve Rogers dies I think they're going to kill him off to kind of give this Marvel Universe a little bit more um, serious punch that people can die and then I think maybe he's going to swing in 
wearing some sort of Captain America mask, saving some people, holding the shield. Uh, that'd be kind of a cool reveal. But yeah, I mean, if stuff is getting spoiler and people are dying, you can't just start saying these movies out loud. Yeah, so who knows what's happening. We don't even know who's getting sequels other than Spider-Man right now. So um, I, I don't know. I, I like I like maybe a year out. Um, and we're going to talk about some release dates later. Um, and I think that might be an ideal way to do it. So we'll, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, who knows what uh, quote-unquote Phase 4 may look like. It may be called something else. So uh, they may just call it Phase A or Phase D. Go to lettering. Tell <laughs> the numbers. So, so that's it for Marvel Cinematic Universe on the movie side. We're going to switch over to the TV side, the Netflix side, Mike, with The Punisher. Rosario Dawson will not be in The Punisher. Uh, it'll be her first series that she's not been a part of since she joined uh, I, the... I, I think I'm okay with that. Just, I mean, uh, besides Iron Fist, I think I've enjoyed on the, on the whole all the other shows, but it still kind of felt like she gets shoehorned into all of these things. Like, what are the odds that Rosario Dawson keeps falling into these kind of superheroes' lives? So I've kind of let it go because the shows have been good, but since Iron Fist wasn't, I just couldn't let her involvement go in that one. So I think, you know, I think it's fine if she kind of steps back from a series. Well, I think I think it's mostly her contract. The Punisher wasn't there whenever they started it. Um, I think the Punisher probably makes more sense uh, to patch, you know, maybe patch him up a little bit. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's to me, I don't care. Just whatever, it happens. He, he's a warrior. He'll patch himself up. He's a badass. Yes. Uh, speaking of the Punisher, it's not on the note. Uh, well, other, it is in the notes, but it's not written down. Uh, they've wrapped filming on, on it, uh, so it may come out later this year. Uh, if they get the post-production done. Ooh, that means, uh, so the Defenders is later in the summer, if I remember right. It's like August, I believe. August 18th, I think, yeah. is when we're getting the Defenders. So, uh, it, lest we forget, I mean, San Diego Comic-Con has a Ballroom 20, which is usually where I go. It's kind of the second biggest ballroom that you can actually get into, and that's usually where the Netflix Marvel panel is. So that's where I saw f- uh, the first initial title reveal for the Defenders last year, and I saw a little bit of Iron Fist last year, and got to see some extended Luke Cage stuff. So I think Comic-Con will be getting... Um, We'll be getting some Defenders footage, uh, maybe the first trailer, because usually the trailers aren't as far out, I would say, for the Netflix stuff, so Comic-Con could be where we're getting some sort of Defenders footage, and then also, it sounds like maybe we'll get some Punisher stuff there if it's all finished filming, you know? Yeah, I mean, it definitely could be um, that, or I'm probably going to lean more, like, they'll give you a little bit, but New York Comic-Con's probably where they're going to give you most of it. Uh, since it's based in New York and it's a deal with New York City, but you know, yeah, who but knows? that's 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 usually more towards the end of the year. So yeah, we might get more Punisher there, but the Defenders, I believe, oh, yeah. will already be out when New yeah, York Comic yeah, Con exactly. comes out. Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll be you'll be seeing Defender stuff for sure. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe Inhuman stuff because that's technically the TV panel. So yeah, they um, I think that yeah, they also that's where they revealed a Ghost Rider was going to be in the new season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, I, all right, Ballroom 20, that's where my butt will be, and it'll probably be on a Saturday. Good deal. Uh, we're going to set Facebook live streaming to me and me only, and I'll watch it out of your pocket. So, um, I'll get those Snapchat spectacles or something. Yeah, well, whatever. No, don't, don't do that. So, <laughs> all right. that's it for The Punisher and that. Luke Cage, Season 2, uh, they start filming this July through February, they said, actually, uh, from, from uh, Mike Coulter himself. So they are moving Luke Cage Season 2 right along. Wow, yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, at some point we announced the second season, but I almost forgot. I didn't even know the second season was officially going. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they'll kind of take their constructive criticism from the second half of that season. I, w- I would hope 
and kind of roll it into their new season. But I, 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 I like the I liked the vibe of, of, of Luke Cage, you know. So I, I, I think I can look forward to a second season. I definitely can. And, you know, it may be Heroes for Hire and solve all our problems. And oh, just yeah, give that us could that work. Team up. Yeah, uh, the uh, you know Iron Fist. We talked about heroes don't work well by them. if they don't work well by themselves. Put them with someone else. Yeah, the that's what we need because uh, uh, Danny Rand is such an idiot in his own show. It would be it would be great if uh, Luke Cage could just be there calling him an idiot and saying what we all want to say to him. So hey, that might work out. Yeah, yeah, and and then he'd have to learn to you know fight more with that. <laughs> so um, so Luke Cage is coming. They also did two uh, casting announcements um, going on for this. They're, they're they're trying to cast someone they call Byron, um, who is from Jamaica, the Caribbean, and slash Africa. Um, and we think it's a character called Bushmaster, who's always like uh, been a Luke Cage villain over mm-hmm. over the years. And then another character called Ta- uh, Tamara, uh, who is it must be a strong singer. Um, and uh, I don't we don't know who she is. So uh, just throwing those out there. Uh, they're working on casting. So, uh, do you think we're gonna get Luke Cage season two before Daredevil season three? It would be kind of uh, strange because they're trying to alternate. But but who knows? Because the Defenders, maybe that's gonna like kind of reset everything, and things will go off in a different row. But uh, after Punisher, it's Jessica Jones, right? They, they, Jessica Jones season two. We don't know officially, but they are filming it right now, so probably yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, maybe that'll that'll be it, and. Uh, I don't know, man. I re- the Daredevil stuff has always been my favorite. So whenever that third season comes, uh, I'll take it when I can get it. <laughs> yeah, and it films after Jessica Jones is done or near the end of that season thing. So I think it's going to go Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, maybe Iron Fist team up, and then Daredevil. So uh, we'll definitely see how this happens and see maybe if they announce some new characters at Comic-Con this year as well. Some, yeah. new, some new shows. I'd be on for that. Uh, we also, you might also get to see some cloak and dagger footage, and we also had the first cloak and dagger trailer, which I didn't see coming. Yeah, uh, this was kind of a, a surprise. I mean, not only is this uh, the show pretty, I wouldn't say far out, but it just kind of seemed this trailer came out of nowhere with any pomp and circumstance. It did. It just kind of dropped, and everyone's like, "Who's who's cloak and dagger? What's this?" Um, uh, and we got our first trailer. It's going to be on ABC's Freeform this fall. I believe it's a ten episode first season. Uh, no confirmation on the second, but at least a ten episode first season uh, run. Uh, what do you think of this first trailer, Mike? I, I uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear your opinions on this. Um, I'm kind of I've I've mixed opinions. So um, it's this seems to be more of a serious tone. A lot of the Marvel stuff we've been getting has had a, a light fare to it, and this seems to be a pretty serious kind of teen drama. Not necessarily bad in definition. Uh, you do, do get kind of these very emotional moments in this show, uh, I guess, in the trailer. So they're hitting those emotional beats. I, fine. You know, nothing really seemed cheesy or corny. But they, the superhero elements really didn't knock me out of the park. I think we get to see um, Dagger uh, with uh, some sort of like... Uh, uh, light, light crystal holding in her in her hand. Uh, I don't really know how how exactly they're gonna manipulate those in live action. Um, we don't really get much from Cloak besides him on top of a roof, and and doesn't even really look like his his maybe eventual cloak. It almost looked like a blanket he picked up somewhere, just kind of foreshadowing maybe a costume he might get. Um, 
but I don't really know. I don't really know a whole lot about the characters, so this the show might educate me more than any comic run would. I did I did uh, scrounge the internet a little bit for some reaction, and I saw a lot of people saying like, "There's really not a whole lot to go off of here because a lot of the cloaking dagger stuff out there right now isn't really, I guess, that good or that fleshed out, or I guess Marvel had maybe had bigger plans for the characters and then it, it got canceled or reworked or moved. So it, it seems like uh, cloaking dagger kind of might get most of its exposure out there into the world from this TV show, so maybe they'll kind of get to create their own world, and maybe they don't worry too much about the comic books, but, you know, I was kind of hoping for, like, a, a trailer reveal to kind of have something something big in it. I mean, really, the biggest thing I got out of this trailer was the backward rocks on sign. Yes. Uh, so I think that's kind of the biggest tie to the Marvel Universe is that somehow maybe rocks on is maybe going to end up being the enemy that they fight, maybe now, just for season one, or I don't know. So, so my theory is is everything is connected, but it doesn't have to interact. And Roxxon is that thread that connects everything. Because uh, mm-hmm. Daredevil season two, they were in the Roxxon oil meeting when Elektra tried to kill somebody. Uh, Roxxon has always been there since Iron Man one, and despite the fact it may be a little thing that we pick up on that not everyone else will, I think it's the it's the connecting thread that they could like. Okay, they reference Roxxon, that means they're in our universe. Mm, kind of I, I I think it's actually going to be a big thing personally, just because I don't think they would have highlighted that shot with the Roxxon sign so much if it was just kind of like a throwaway. I would expect a throw a kind of a more of a throwaway to be like a tanker truck driving by or something like that. I I feel like you know if uh, Roxxon is, you know, if they were talking about oil kind of the last time we saw them in the TV side of things, maybe Roxxon, because this is supposed to take place kind of in the south, right? Um, I mean, that's kind of what the feeling I got when I saw the trailer, so I don't know if it's supposed to be in Atlanta or maybe down by a bayou or something like that or in the Gulf, but I mean, there's plenty of oil drilling down there, uh, so maybe, you know, they're going to end up being the bad guys. I kind of like that idea, but I, I would assume that the Roxxon's going to be the bad guys and maybe Cloak and Dagger well, are going to be going up against it, them. I mean, he just woke up on a building that says Roxxon, so I think you're drawing a lot more out of this than there really was. I, I, I would put money on it, because I, I, I don't think you put that much importance on just like a shot if that doesn't matter. I mean, that the sign is like huge red. It's, it's bigger than the main character. I... I I would put my money that way, but you know, we'll see. I don't know the the trailer. I don't, what did you think about the trailer? Because it didn't it didn't punch me in the face. Like I mean, it didn't like make me throw my hands up in excitement. I'm just kind of like I'm gonna need a little bit more. <laughs> well, so here here's the thing with me. I I think you know if you didn't know this was a Marvel property, you would never know. Um, yeah, and, that's and, fair, and that is a good sign. Um, it didn't feel cheap. It didn't feel you know uh, une- it Didn't make me like cringe. Um, and my assumption is this is all from the trailer or the pl- the pilot anyway, and like mm-hmm. we're not seeing much beyond the pilot episode. Um, but it looks like they have a, some interesting connection, like because they touch and then create a spark, and he saved her when she was younger. Um, I, I think these these threads between them are going to be interesting to play out over ten episodes. Now the age that they're at, I, I'm not really in it, but I think it's going to be a great binge watch whenever all 10 episodes are available to Yeah, to watch. It, they they definitely seem to be shooting for that ABC Freeform audience, which, you know, it, that's, it makes sense. That's what they want to do. But uh, I would be kind of I'm just kind of a little bit more nervous because of the network they're on. I mean, I've seen some of the shows that ABC Freeform makes and like they're not good. So hopefully this is good. You know, it's a Marvel property. They'll take it more serious. They're trying to grow this kind of new network that wasn't literally wasn't even called Freeform. I think a year ago, I think it was called ABC Family or something like that. So maybe this will kind of uh, 
invigorate the in, the new property that ABC has going on over there. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I want to see some like badass cloak stuff. <laughs> but but we're not we're not the audience. I mean, we got no, first and foremost. No, no, no. This is not for us. This is for like you know young preteen not preteens but like young adults who are just now getting into this stuff and like those kind of shows that we are like we've moved beyond this. We're now into. We got past Dragon Ball Z. We're now into these other shows. So, um, and, and so I think it's, it's not for us. But I think for to me, it it come off as like yes, they're trying. They're actually putting some time and energy into yeah. it. Yeah, there is f there is indeed effort put into into what we saw in the trailer. Yeah, and I actually liked it more the trailer more than you know the show Powerless that DC's been putting on TV. So, um. It's not, it's not for me, but again, I think it'll be a good addition for those people who don't want to watch all the other stuff. Mm. But that's okay, because ABC Freeform has another show coming, Mike, and that is with New Warriors that we talked about last week, or a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And the lineup of this show has been revealed beyond just Squirrel Girl. <laughs> um, so Squirrel Girl is there. Uh, her real name is Dorian Green. The next character is Mr. Immortal. Uh, he cannot die ever supposedly um night thrasher is another one he has no powers but comes from a rich family kind of reminds me of like a batman kind of character i guess a young batman uh speedball uh he can launch kinetic balls of energy Uh, he's big in the comics uh microbe can talk to germs Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and they can like tell people like oh what you ate where have you been all this other stuff and debris uh is a low-level telekinetic and, and a trickster kind of character and they're all you going know, to be some sort of like live tv show like big brother or whatever yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and and make myself feel better and maybe some other people out there feel better uh that uh when we're getting kind of all of these like tv shows they're kind of uh adapting these properties that you know aren't a-listers and that's not necessarily a bad thing but that just means you're not going to be familiar with mm-hmm. who's on the screen and there's nothing wrong with that because i'm only familiar with squirrel girl out of this whole list i don't know any of these other characters so uh you know I think that could be a good thing sometimes. You know, you don't get like kind of like the uh, notability when you kind of make the poster of who these characters are, but you do get a chance to develop these guys from the ground up who, who you're not too familiar with. I mean, when you're making an Iron Man movie, you got to make sure that's Iron Man on the screen, you know? Well, so. it's funny you mentioned that because, I mean, even Iron Man wasn't an A-lister when he came to the movies. Yeah, so he's an I, he's an A-lister now. That's right. He, he is at the top now, but he was like C-list. Uh, him, Thor, and Captain America were not very popular. Um, when those movies came out. So um, anyone has a chance to turn around and become a star of of these properties. And I think the only one other than Squirrel Girl you should know is Speedball because he he caused the Civil War incident in the comic books. That, that oh causes the yeah, that's, that's why that that's why he sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah. So other than that, so, so maybe he'll kill some kids in this show. Well, it's supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> well, Shield Shield has already taken that one and twisted that around that incident. <laughs> but um, they 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 are bringing him in. He's not Civil War related. I think uh, you know. Again, this is about them having like a Big Brother style TV show about all these kids with powers living together. So uh, we'll we'll see. It's supposed to be a half hour comedy. So who knows how that'll go. Uh, for sure. I don't. I don't. <laughs> but speaking of movies and shows that have the word new in them, we got new release dates. We got four, five, five new release dates coming up here, Mike. You ready? Oh, yeah. You ready for these? Fox gave us some release dates, Mike, and New Mutants <laughs> is one of them. So, right, cool. Uh, first up, New Mutants comes out April 13th of next year. April 13th next year. 
April. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's just a little under a year away. Okay. April. I could see that. April's kind of becoming a, uh, the new beginning of the summer month. You know, they've kind of just shifted summer from, well, summer used to kind of be uh, July. Then it mm-hmm. got shifted to June, and now May was it for a long time. Now it's April. So well, I don't. Right. <laughs> new New Mutants is not a summer movie. This is not supposed to be a blockbuster, break the bank kind of movie. Um, but it, it's it's something from Fox to actually have on the radar for us because other than uh, nothing, we had nothing on the radar before this week. So mm-hmm. New Mutants is going to kick off Fox's next year. So we can cross our fingers, knock on wood, that it's good. Because yeah, it's, de- it's it's a new it's a new property, so that's yeah. why I'm on board, because it's all new. <laughs> yes, and new properties work, much like Deadpool. And Deadpool 2 has a release date officially. So yes. we don't have to guess when that is. June 1st, 2018, Deadpool 2. S- surprise, surprise. This is what happens when when the new kid in class makes a like a billion dollars <laughs> he gets moved into the summer he's not in february anymore he's not your valentine's day anymore he is the summer june 1st that's that's going to be big they're i mean rated r movie june 1st big budget superhero he's just, he's going to he's going to blow everyone out of the water <laughs> that's right so and, and to, to to kick that off josh brolin uh, put up a kind of a trolley instagram post of him getting his cable prosthetics. Um, <laughs> this is trolley on two two levels. Once he says Ryan Reynolds is my bitch, which is a hashtag, and, <laughs> and Deadpool two, but also is purple and looks a lot like his Thanos character in in Avengers. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I would say it, it's blur- purple, maybe a little bit of a uh, blue uh, too. I think it maybe just depends on just the the calibration of whatever screen you're looking at. But yeah, it's pretty funny. He's like got a notepad, like he's trying to do uh, some writing there. But Josh Brolin, he is about to get launched into some major nerddom now that his face is going to be on screen well maybe half of his face the other face might be techno virus but <laughs> yeah yeah again he, he he clawed his way up from the bottom so uh good good on him and lastly probably the most surprising announcement even though we've reported on it forever is x-men dark phoenix has been announced and given a release Boo. date <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> a release date of november 2nd 2018 now we do not care much for apocalypse um so hope we don't have a director we don't know any information other than the fact it's called dark phoenix um and as we know dark phoenix is an obsession of simon kinberg's for some <laughs> stupid fucking reason uh, i mean it, it's it's all their fault i mean i admitted freely that i was worried about days of future past but i ended up really liking it it was a mm-hmm. surprise and i thought it was great so all they had to do is just keep that going with apocalypse and that was really important because they brought in kind of all these rebooted actors for all of our favorite characters, and they basically all sucked. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I yeah, there's no reason I should be buying into this November 2nd release date. You know, they're going to have to earn it. They're going to have to have some, like, kick-ass trailer to get me excited. Yeah, and and, and probably, and, and at least, you know, give us a good director that we can trust and you know, put some faith behind because, you know, little, uh, there's... I don't know who has more bitter taste in my mouth, DC or Fox, right now. <laughs> but uh, they've got to really build some 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 hope up for us, and and maybe as more information comes out and is announced about it, we'll be fine and, and see what's up. But uh, that that is coming November, so November is starting to become a big month again. You pick a month; it's it's now a big month, Mike. You you yeah. name it; it's it's a movie month. So yeah, I think maybe like maybe September and January are still kind of like. Uh, wishy-washy months maybe but yeah 
Oh, September, you say? Well, another Fox property <laughs> has just moved up a week into more middle September with Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Uh, has moved one week closer to us to September 22nd. Um, and the trailer drops tomorrow, so we get to talk about it next week. Speaking speaking of that trailer, uh, I just want to call uh, some bullshit on what these marketing departments are doing. I do not need little teasers for your first trailer of your of your thing. And the, I guess the one thing that makes me mad is like I usually kind of just ignore all of this like pre teaser stuff because I know it's just going to be like one shot. But they released almost like like key frames of their trailer and shots and they played them all in three seconds and some sort of weird marketing gimmick then they had this new teaser trailer that was like one slow-mo shot and it's just like i think it's just kind of stupid because ghost in a shell kind of did that and i didn't really like the way that they were trying to promote the movie just give me a standard kick-ass trailer and just that's going to be enough to get me excited uh, just because I feel like they're wasting all their cool shit on these random trailers. Like this, there's a the teaser trailer where we get to see this awesome like kind of slow mo car accident of a Taron Egerton like fighting inside the car, and that was really cool. And then in the other teaser trailer, we got like a like a screenshot of him holding like a like a Louis Vuitton case that had like a rocket launcher in it or something. Like that stuff is really cool. But let give me give me it in the big trailer. That's where that's where I want it revealed. Not in some sort of like little flicker or something. So that's I'm just actually, beef I'm, with, I'm actually that's surprised you watched them as as, as much well, as you, Chris, the, you didn't even the, finish Spider Man, but you watched these the, little bitty teasers. The only so. the only reason I watched them is because when I saw like the title and links to the articles it looked like the trailer had dropped because it was like, oh, um, it said um, Kingsman 2 teaser trailer. Uh, he, like, click here, watch it. So I was like, oh, cool, it's out. Uh, but no, they were going by a different definition of teaser trailer. I was like, this is the teaser for the trailer. So it was. it's just a bunch of marketing bullshit that I hate. But, you know, that's just a little bit of steam broccoli. I still think the movie is going to be awesome. I, I'm really excited for it. I haven't watched the little tidbits yet, so I'm saving it for the full trailer tomorrow to be blown away. So that's moved up into September. Um, and I think it was to get away from, um, the Blade Runner 2049, which Mm. was uh, a week later. So that's two kind of high profile movies in September now. So there you go. September's awesome. The month. (laughs) That's just the dumping month. No one wants to go to the movies. in January. (laughs) Nobody wants to go in January. They're out of, they're out of, unless people buy me movie tickets for Christmas, like the movie cards, (laughs) then, then I'll go in January because that, that's where you do it. Yeah, I, I think also, the last movie I can think of uh, that came out in January might have been Jupiter Ascending. I'm not 100% sure. No, I think that might have been early February. But either way, you want to stay away from the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know any January movie um, off the top of my head. But, no, oh well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And Fox uh, moved one movie backwards. Uh, this with the Predator uh, reboot uh, from Shane Black. It was moved to summer 2018. So moving to summer, man, maybe a little hope there. So all right. <laughs> not going. That's just my little tidbit there. All all fifteen seconds of it. A new note I just added to the notes, Mike, is a new image uh, from the Justice League's website brings Superman back into the fold. Oh, so, hot off the presses! Hot off the presses, coming soon. The Justice League with all six members from their website. They just launched a new website for the Justice League. And you mean Superman's not dead, Chris? I was so convinced that he had died and would never come back. D- don't get into acting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I know, you know, the common people are going to be very confused probably 
But this is the new image that's launched. So they're starting to put Superman back into the marketing for this movie that doesn't come out until November. So do um, you think they're going to show him in the next trailer? Ruin that I surprise? Don't I don't fucking care. <laughs> Sorry for the coarse language, but uh, I mean, the next new bit of news we're going to talk about just makes me care even less about the Superman property and how it's been per- portrayed on the big screen lately. Well, well, I'm excited for Justice League, but this next one just looks confusing as hell. We have a leaked trailer <laughs> for the Krypton TV series coming to sci-fi. Um, I, I don't even know, man. <laughs> you seem to be at a loss for words there, Chris. I was. I watched it, and I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Like, I get it. It's like, it's kind of like a prequel to Man of Steel. Like, this is Superman's grandfather, and then his S has an S on it. Like, yo, dog, we heard you like S's, so we put S's on your <laughs> S's. Uh, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, it did. It did seem like the trailer was pandering to uh, the movie audience. Like, hey, guess what, guys? Look, a TV show where you get to see the Superman logo that you're familiar with. Oh yeah, you like this? You like the big movie stuff? Are you dumb and stupid and want to watch this? That's kind of what it seemed like. And like, I wasn't a big fan of the casting. Like, everybody in this trailer just looked like TV pretty, like nine hundred two one zero party of five stuff. Like, like it was kind of hard to believe that they that there were anybody that I could relate to in any sort of given way. And uh, also, it, it is kind of weird knowing whatever you're watching. Like, oh, all of these people are gonna die in a fiery death. We all know this planet's gonna explode. Like, why well, should we like get too attached to any of these people? Well, I think this, they're all gonna die. This is two generations before, so. They can still, die. they're gonna die. They're gonna. Well, everyone dies, but this is just like just a history of getting to there. So I don't even know if Superman's parents are born yet, but it it's got some weird. I didn't recognize anyone in in any of this uh, as as the actors. Uh, I is it really a movie prequel put on TV show? Like, I don't know because it's the S from the movie, right? It's not just me who thought that. Like, no, it's definitely the S from the movie. And if it's and it, if they even come out and say, oh, this isn't officially tied to the movie, there's no there's no canon being shared here. They still obviously in so, whatever production meeting they were in, like, no, that S is going to look exactly like Superman's S because we want as many of those people to watch this show as watch the movie. Yeah, and, and David Goyer is in charge of it. We always talk about him, who did Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, and I believe Man of Steel. Ugh, he was he's a like writer. a flip of a coin. He's just like a flip of a coin, man. <laughs> you, you never know, but I mean, he's put he's putting his eggs in this basket. That's for sure. So I don't know what to think about this. It's just uh, we got too many super people on TV. So <laughs> it's just hard to keep up with. And if you're not, if you're not bringing it, if you're not bringing it, it's going to be hard to get anybody to watch your show. Cause there's just so much competition out there and not only with other TV shows, not even other superhero stuff. It's just like, you got to make sure your shit's top quality if it's going to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and who's watching sci-fi these days? <laughs> who, who really is? Are you watching sci-fi these days, Mike? Uh, th- well, they do have their number one show is, uh, is Z nation. Which is from the studio my wife works at. So if you like campy zombie stuff and don't want to take it too seriously, you can watch Z Nation on Sci-Fi. But I don't really watch anything else there. Though I hear The Expanse is good. I did watch like one and a half episodes of The Expanse, but I was think I was doing dishes at the same time, so I don't really remember what was happening. So th- I think I think maybe Sci-Fi is like trying to turn some stuff around over there. But they haven't had a hit since Battlestar Galactica. Hey, so hopefully they, they, got, get they one. got they got Sharknado number five coming this summer. Oh. <laughs> Oh, five? Yeah, man. I missed They're four just... and three. God damn it. I got to catch up on these, apparently. Well, no. to, to be fair, when you watch them, even if you watch them, you still miss them. It's just kind of kind of the nature of the movie. But uh, I think sci-fi will be around for a little bit longer. Oh, I think they're going to... Crypt- 
even if Krypton does eventually implode. <laughs> I think I think it'll be fine. I think I think sci-fi will be fine. But Krypton, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it gets off the ground. <laughs> but we're gonna end on a bit of news here that it's gonna make Mike either so happy or so sad. And I can't decide <laughs> yet. So I'm really excited to, to to talk this over with him. But they announced the next four Avatar movies, and not the last Airbender movies, but Avatar, the James Cameron movies, and their release mm-hmm. dates this week. Uh, yet again, I think this is the second time they've announced these release dates. Um, so Avatar 2 is coming to us December 18th, 2020. That is the biggest drop right there. Of course, the other movies will come out in some sort of pattern after that. But 2020? I thought we were getting this movie like next year. Uh, like It's kind of funny that I'm kind of a little annoyed that I have to wait longer to see this movie, even though I've said I don't really care about this franchise anymore. But mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, don't dangle the carrot in me in front of me that I don't really want, but it's still in front of me. It's still in my way. I have to look around it to see what I want to see. Cause it's just dangling there. I was like, just get the fuck out of the way care. I'm trying to drive or something. It's just kind of annoying at this point, but this production and announcement has been out there for so long. Now it's become a parody of itself, which is unfortunate for the, the production just because like people are, people are saying there's like, there's like already like, uh, predictable comments whenever Avatar comes up. They're saying, oh, more Avatar news? Uh, the, you're either going to see, like, don't care anymore, too little, too late, or they're going to say, like, oh, Avatar, who who cares? I didn't like it in the first place when it came out. Or they're going to say, like, oh, no, trust James Cameron. He knows how to make a movie. we got to trust him, and, you know? So it's just, like, everything's just, like, a parody now. People are just saying the same things because, like, we don't have anything new to look at. We don't have any, like, production art. We don't have any trailers. All we have is a, apparently, like, a theme park coming out. <laughs> Yeah, so it's hard to tell because it will have been uh, 11 years between Avatar movies uh, by the time that finally reaches uh, us, and and will anybody care uh, at that point? I don't know, but so it is 2020, so they're all choosing the same weekend in December, so Mm. December 18th-ish window, like that weekend, so of 2020 and 2021, skip two years, then 2024 and 2025, I can't even think that far ahead in the future so well why are they skipping years because i thought the whole point of delaying this is because they're all being filmed at the same time and they would kind of all be you know created kind of consecutively and i figured we would get them four years consecutively or at least on every other schedule it seems weird to do that break of two years in between there because it seems like this announcement comes like basically right into Disney's face. They're like, hey, guess what? We know you're putting out Star Wars movies. Well, we're putting Avatar movies out in December right around the same weekend you used to put stuff out. You know, you haven't announced anything in 2020 for Star Wars yet. So, hey, guess what? You're going to have to compete with Avatar, which is literally made billion freaking dollars. I think, what was it, $2 billion or something like that? So I think they're kind of planting their flag. So they're just like, you're going to have to work around us from now on. But that's a risky move. I mean, like, I mean, what do you, when you, what did you do when you look at Star Wars Avatar? Who you're going to put your money on? I think you put your money on Star Wars. You know, I mean, it, originally this year it was supposed to be Star Wars versus Avatar, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But Star Wars, I think, is going to go back to May. Uh, ish late late May releases uh, starting with Han Solo, so um, but who knows? Uh, again, a rumor for Star Wars is they're they're not, they're going to make it generational, so we won't see another like you know a 10, 11, 12 for like maybe ten ten years. Well, well, if the last Avatar movie is twenty twenty five, maybe that next rebirth of Star Wars is twenty twenty six. They're like, hey, we're going to wait for these Avatar movies to get out of the way. Yeah, I don't th- I don't even think I think they could sink Avatar. 
I think they think <laughs> Avatar so fast. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to see that, but you know, whatever. James Cameron will just dive down into the ocean and bring <laughs> Avatar back up because that's what he does now these days. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's, that's it for our news. We got our Avatar movies coming and we can't avoid them, but, uh, maybe, maybe we'll have a, a an, in like the planet Krypton, Mike, before that happens. <laughs> well, Chris, we had more energy for this week than I thought we would. Uh, I yeah. figured you coming off your long weekend and recording this a little bit later than we usually do. We'd be a little bit more somber, but I think that Mountain Dew you said that you were drinking, uh, kept you pepped up over there. Yeah, I still got so. half of it left and that's going to get me through editing this. So I'm <laughs> definitely looking forward to that. Uh, we've got some stuff coming up in a couple weeks when Guardians lands. Mike, I know you're working on it. I'm not going to tell anybody what it is. But, uh, you know, if people want to see what else you're doing in the meantime, until that day, what, what where can they find you at? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to see that elusive Stan Lee picture that you have that I think I liked and tapped and double-tapped and on all the social media assets out there, uh, where can they find that at? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, and uh, I, I post all my Instagram stuff there. So I think you can tag it and find my Instagram from there because I don't know what, what that is off the top of my head, if I was going to be honest with you. So uh, you can also <laughs> uh, check us out on Comic UI, which was my second Stanley photo of the weekend. Uh, we got a group Comic UI photo, and um, you know, subscribe to my other podcast and listen to those film side chats. So. You can find me everywhere. And um, if people are listening to the first time because they found us at C2E2, Mike, uh, where, where else can they find us at? I mean, we're not just here, are we? We're, we're everywhere. Well, as I say every week, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host the show so you can easily subscribe. And so you can find our awesome show notes. So, like, example, if you want to get that link to that Spotify playlist for that Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, because I don't believe it's out yet, you know, we went ahead and curated all those songs. And, uh, you know, they even got the whole album art up there for that. So that's really cool. And you can start listening to that and get pumped for Guardians in two weeks. But you can subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every single week. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on Instagram. And if you want to rep, you can uh, pick up some uh, Superhero Slate merch like t-shirts at SuperheroSlate.com slash a store. If you're a fan of the show and you like what you're what you're listening to, please consider leaving us a review, dropping us a comment, a like, wherever you're listening to the show. We really appreciate that. We love seeing the feedback. And if you're a super fan of the show, we got a lot of uh, awesome super fans out there. Just share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every mm-hmm. single week so you never miss any up-to-date superhero news. Yes, and sometimes we have two shows, like in two weeks when we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, spoiler cast, so tune in for that. Catch up on all the other ones. I don't think, we didn't have a show when the first one came out, did we? So uh, I don't I don't know. So I this will be, so. I think, our first spoiler cast for a Guardians movie. Sweet. There we go. Yes, awesome. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So, all right. Well, it's late here. I got to edit this, get to bed, and uh, you know, rest up from all this Comic Con goodness, Mike. So, I guess we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. And I thought I grabbed a diet Pepsi, like a diet cherry vanilla Pepsi, uh, but it was a regular Pepsi. And I didn't realize it until I was halfway through the bottle, and I was like, oh, that's why this tastes so good, because it's not in diet. <laughs>